0: what's up everybody my name is Scout aka the rep from Section X you are tuned into the Elks call we're here with Catherine
1: aka do you
0: even Elks and today we have a very special guest longtime E fan Chris Agar Chris how are you doing today
2: hey guys how you doing great to be here thanks for having me
0: hey thanks thanks a lot for joining us man this is gonna be a great episode Today, we're going to talk about that last game, that uh, unfortunate last loss to make number seven on the season. And then we're going to talk about the next game coming up against the BC Lions Saturday here in Edmonton at Commonwealth Stadium. Then, after that, we're going to give you guys an Edmonton sports update. Then, we're also going to ask Chris a few questions in The More You Didn't Know.
1: Yeah, so we'll get started here right away. Uh, We start with the week seven game recap against the Winnipeg Winnipeg. You know what? I always say that the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. That was on July (laughs) twentieth with the score of twenty eight to fourteen as final. We'll do our usual. We'll go quarter by quarter and do a little bit of discussion. And yeah, let's get started. I mean, we started the game with that interception by Lewis, number 26, who stepped in front of Lawler, and he had that nice little turnover for us to start the game. So that was a little exciting. That got us up a four feet. That made us, you know, continue watching instead of just automatically wanting to turn it off. Uh, and then... Cornelius was so close to running in for that touchdown but unfortunately you know just as quickly it got intercepted so uh Brown didn't have a really good hold on that one but I mean the one thing that I didn't want to that I did want to discuss in this quarter is Kenny Lawler you know the return of Kelly Kenny Lawler what do you think Chris about that What, what did you think about Kenny Lawler in that game?
2: No, I love Kenny Lawler. I think it's great. I just wish he wouldn't have returned against us. (laughs) Catch or no catch. I didn't want the guy back, right? Not that game. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, the man's a baller. You got to love him. You got to love Kenny Lawler. He's a baller. He's got the attitude afterwards. Uh, There's nothing to dislike about the guy, but, uh, you know, hint, hint, nudge, nudge. That wasn't a catch.
0: Yeah. Well, exactly. And, I mean, we saw it. Once again, that's where the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, they have that championship pedigree. They know when to snap that ball, and they knew that they had to snap that ball real quick because that clearly wasn't a catch. He definitely had some assistance (laughs) from the turf, right? So a little bit bit frustrating.
2: Got to give him credit for getting the ball off right away. I mean, uh, the Edmonton coaching staff didn't even have a chance to review it. No. Well,
1: exactly. No, he was moving, that's for sure. (laughs) A lot of people
2: were really calling on CJ for not challenging it, but... He can't exactly challenge it until he knows the boys upstairs saw it. So
0: exactly.
1: Yeah, definitely. But I mean, it was an exciting first quarter. And you know, we we started looking good going into the second one. We had uh Kalaros being taken down by number six AC uh Leonard with yeah. his fourth sack of the season. And uh Cornelius then runs it down for a first down. Faithful kicks it in for three. You know, it wasn't so bad. And then Cornelius gets taken down, which mm. is, you know, I just want to take a minute here to talk a little bit about Cornelius, you know, because I find it extremely frustrating that sometimes he has some really great plays and sometimes he has some really bad plays. Like there is zero consistency when it comes to what he's been showing in the, on the field. So mm. well, what do you, what do you think, Chris?
2: Well, Anytime somebody says he's a great guy, but, <laughs> and I've met the guy. He's, he's fantastic. He's a great dude. Um, you watch him in training camp. You watch him in practice. He's got every tool available, but I don't know what happens when the lights go on. It's, it's, he just seems to make a bad decision that at the most inopportune times, which has been the story of the elk season. What I think,
1: like I said, what I find frustrating though is sometimes we see those glimmers of like what a good quarterback he could be, right? Mm-hmm. Really good mm-hmm. moves, some really good runs that we have seen in the past three games, I believe. Yeah, you so know, he's some, begun
0: using his, his feet, his right? His
1: legs. Yeah, he's been yeah. using his legs.
0: Well, and that's as soon as you do that, you then open up a, a, a new possibility for the defense, right? The defense now has to predict the unpredictable. Is he now going to use the fourth option, right? something that we've talked a couple times already so it's good to see him now doing that a little bit more and recognizing where he should be using his legs he's seeing those holes um i wish our running back you know could get those holes directly out of the offensive line but same time um shannon brooks right shannon brooks with the way that he runs he actually runs a little bit similar to how Cornelius is scrambling out of the pocket. So, in <laughs> yeah. my opinion, I wish we could see a little bit more play from Shannon Brooks and yeah. his playstyle, right?
1: No, yeah, well, we that can't seems to blame be. everything on Cornelius, right? It's also... No,
2: <laughs> no it, it seems to be the, the situation. We've got these great running backs, but they can't seem to find yeah. a hole. We've got a great quarterback mm-hmm. who seems to be making mistakes at the worst times possible. It's uh it's almost a comedy of errors out there right now. <laughs> I said Don't that you know, already what's this season. <laughs> It, it doesn't mean I'm not going. I'll be there every game. Yeah. I mean, like, like I said to a friend of mine not too long ago, thank God for the CFL family and cold drinks. Right? <laughs> Amen, brother. Amen. Amen. Yeah,
1: That's what keeps us going. Definitely. L- lately, we've been smiling
2: more at the tailgate than we have in the stadium. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but hey, at least you go in with a nice smile, a good, you know. Be- well, full I stomach, know gonna full say. stomach.
2: <laughs> what am I going to do? Bitching, moan. <laughs> complain and whine no it's my game man i'm gonna watch my game i'm gonna watch yeah, my team definitely green and gold <laughs>
0: till we're dead and cold right that's the motto
2: and i'm not far from dead and cold with what's going on right after
1: that faithful tyson with 52 seconds left on the quarter right and, um, yeah we move on to the third quarter and as is tradition Things start to go south in this Mm -hmm. third quarter, right? Castillo kicks it in for three. Then Kolaris throws the ball down the field for a very nice touchdown. Um, After that, we get a little, you know, glimmer of hope when uh, Cornelius also throws it down the field. Mitchell catches it, runs it in for a beautiful touchdown. Mm-hmm. But just as we just talked about in very Cornelius fashion, you know, meaning that a really good one is followed, but a really bad one, <laughs> he gets taken down at the end zone and gets that intentional grounding penalty, which, you know, in the ways that we have said before, sometimes we find new ways to lose. Yeah. <laughs> new way. I mean, that's a new one, right? Like We haven't, I personally haven't seen that before.
0: No, no, well, I mean, <laughs> this season anyways, right? This yeah. season, Um, I mean, we didn't necessarily lose the game on that one, but that was like the beginning of the end, right? It was a little bit, a little bit frustrating. Um, mm. Yeah, like, Chris, what did you think about that play?
2: Oh, you know, well... I didn't uh I didn't see who was covered who wasn't covered but when I see a quarterback reaching out like that it just it just seems like he's trying to do too much
0: yeah you know
2: I mean the safe the safety's gonna happen so he threw the ball but yeah it' don't. Just... yeah I, I, I I'm not gonna lie I'd rather see him take the safety and sack
0: than... give another ball away right <laughs> right I mean we,
2: we <laughs> lost two there instead of six which okay fair yeah enough, but yeah please
1: well, at, at the same time, though, that was another penalty, right? So, like, what are we doing with all of these penalties? That's one of the few things that I've noticed. You know, just game in, game out. Penalties are not for us right now.
2: No, we're we're not consistent enough. I say we like I'm out there. Yeah, right there. <laughs> the team isn't consistent <laughs> enough to be able to afford any penalties at all. Yeah. No once again they're coming at the worst times yep yeah
0: it, it's those critical plays right it's like those game-breaking penalties uh you're mm-hmm. right you're right in the in the in the end zone or your end end zone right you're right. within a striking opportunity or a saving opportunity and once again or let's say at the end of uh you know at the end of a drive let's say we we put down the opposition but then now we're getting a flag continuing the drive that's something Mm -hmm. that we've once again we've talked about this already this season Mm -hmm. on the elks call so Mm -hmm. a little bit frustrating those ones are definitely frustrating and i mean they do seem to be reoccurring but it's mostly when the team is frustrated and tired you know in your third and fourth quarters
2: oh yeah well yeah well and that's just it
1: yeah Yeah. and that's just it i was just going to go right into the fourth where Winnipeg just seemed to dominate that entire quarter right I mean between sacks and intercepts, the Elks looking defeated it was just not necessarily the best quarter that we have seen no I feel I feel like every time that we get to this point right we I call about the tradition of the third quarter of the Edmonton Elks but it feels like even the players feel that and you can see it in the way that they play right at the end of the game and I mean, I don't blame them. They 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 look like they give up a little bit. And
2: well, if you're a defense and you're on the field with a guy like Coleros who's just moving off, I mean, yeah. just listening to to Dave and Morley, I mean, all of them had their hands on their hips. They were huffing and puffing. They were just simply mm. out of you know. And credit to Winnipeg for it.
0: Yep, no 100 percent. I mean, the defense definitely got tired by the fourth. That's you know what we ended up saying in our in our three thoughts immediately after the game. We went toe-to-toe with Winnipeg. We went toe-to-toe with a a, a contender, Mm -hmm. somebody with that pedigree, Mm -hmm. that championship pedigree. Mm -hmm. So for the team to go toe-to-toe, despite obviously the offense uh, moving moving those sticks, Mm -hmm. had the offense moved the sticks, had they stayed out on the field to wear down Winnipeg's defense, we would have had a shot in the fourth. And that's, yep. in my opinion, I do believe that we would have had a shot in the fourth. However, what is it? Hindsight's 50-50, yeah. right? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, or
2: 2020.
0: Or 2020. Because we definitely <laughs> weren't winning the 50-50s. Um, but that being said, uh, I mean, that's that's the reality of it is we can't change that. We, that's the way that we translated that game. It's rather disappointing to see us be mm. that close. And then once again to watch a third quarter <laughs> slightly and it wasn't that third quarter was not as bad as other no, third no, quarters that Wade we have seen. Ones,
2: for sure. Well look like how we, many look how many experts had him picked to lose by three, four touchdowns. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of the podcast guys are saying, you know, well, maybe Winnipeg by thirty. Not impossible, but I'm sure as how glad that fellow was wrong.
1: Didn't happen. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. 14 and I mean, points for the champs. You know, or yeah it's not yeah it's not so in the bad. last three champs i should say yeah it's a... still a contender right yeah well, yeah, well in past really...
1: games in past games this would have been the point that cornelius would have been switched by daigie right we have seen this when it's garbage time when we have mm-hmm. nothing to lose yeah. when we're just throwing it all out there cornelius yeah. gets out and they get daigie gets put in but not this time not this time. So, what do you, what do you think on that? Do you think Chris Jones is starting to kind of realize certain things, or?
2: Well, I mean, there's there's the salary thing. He's got that advance money for next season. Cornelius does,
1: mm-hmm. so you got to
2: get everything you can out of him. Yeah. And on the same token, though, I mean, you, you hear the fans yelling for Dagi or Ford or, I mean, I'm not at practice. I was only there for a little bit of training camp. But if Cornelius really is the best guy for the job. Just yeah. let him play. Yeah. Well, like and we're said, no' we're already paying him. No disrespect to Taylor. No disrespect. Yeah. But if he's Definitely. the best guy for the job, do we put the guy that isn't as good in there? Or do we roll the dice and say, you know what, Trey, go ahead. Well, but exactly. From what, from what Josie was saying about uh, about Trey Ford, that's that's just not going to happen. Yeah, He's apparently not doing very well in par- in practice and needs to improve.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, that's exactly it. Um, we're going to take this moment to say... Yeah. A massive shout out to everybody up in the chat. Mick Aussie's in there. We got Steve Banassi, Narissa. Uh, Who else we got up in there?
1: Yeah, we have Mick Aussie too. Oh, yeah, you said yeah, it. Yeah, 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 we are getting some comments saying that you know Cornman sadly has been very average, but I suppose we got to stick with him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's, that's one way of seeing it. Uh, oh. There is a couple of I would like to see Ford, but honestly, I don't think that qb is her biggest issue which i agree this is is this is an entire team issue (laughs) this is not just a qb right from from coaching to players to um just in all overall on the
0: turf for sure and i mean the offensive line it all starts there and offensive line in my opinion we've been saying this quite a few times now that offensive line is very porous it has had great moments (laughs) preseason. Week one was yeah. probably the best that it's looked. And that's that's an issue. You should not be going downhill mm-hmm. from
2: preseason. No, it does it doesn't matter if you got Joe Montana back there. If he doesn't have seconds to, right. to throw the ball, there's nothing you can do. That's exactly it. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah, I mean Steve Nassie, our defense played well, made some big plays, gave the offense a chance to keep us in the game. And that's exactly it, right? Mm-hmm. Um the offense didn't give the defense a chance to remain in the game really. And that's Mm -hmm. that's where we need to we need to get on that track as opposed to burning out the defense.
2: Absolutely. Yeah
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: And well Oh Tyler and then Tyler Tyler here, sorry, last last comments uh for now. Uh should start Ford against BC because we're gonna lose why not give him a chance. Well the problem is is that Ford right now is QB three on the depth chart. So when you have Chris Jones saying that this is a performance issue. Uh, Trey Ford is not performing up to his standards in practice. Now, we don't know what that means. We're not going to, you know, go ahead and say that there's anything political behind that. We truly don't believe that. We truly believe that this is just a performance issue. Um, Trey Ford, who knows what's happening in practice. We do know that we want him as a quarterback in the system, right?
2: Absolutely, yeah.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, with Trey, Trey Ford, he's that talent. He's, you know, we a lot of people have talked about him being the next Nathan Rourke, uh, Nathan Rourke type. Do I believe that Trey Ford, um, can make it as as a starting quarterback? Absolutely, it just depends on what his development
1: process
2: is like.
0: Definitely.
2: And do we want to? Th- Sorry, Catherine, yeah, go ahead. Oh, no, go ahead. Go ahead. I just, do we do we want to throw? I mean, if he isn't ready. If I mean I've got no reason not to believe Coach Jones. I'm not the one with 30 years of coaching under my belt.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: But what if he simply isn't ready? Yeah. I mean, I've I've heard some fans say, well, throw him out there, see what he can do. Well, if he's gonna if he's not accurate, if he's not practicing well, if he's not proving it. Yep. Like I said before. I
1: said that before too, right? When we saw him play, Mm -hmm. it was right at the end of the season and he got hurt immediately after. So, we mm. didn't really get the chance to see him play properly,
2: right? We well, saw the, the game he had, the Canada game against Hamilton. Right. Um, once again, nothing against Trey Ford, but we won that on an interception, not on an offensive outburst.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: No, that's exactly right.
0: very true. I mean, who knows? Yeah. I mean,
2: Trey Ford could be our next Warren Moon for all we know. But if he's not ready yet, um, what do you do?
0: Well, and even then, Warren Moon had Wilkie, right? Like, I mean, Warren <laughs> Moon came right. up behind Wilkie. These guys aren't coming up behind anybody. Nathan Roar came up behind Michael Riley. So yeah. something, you know, something that we've, once again, that we've talked about. These mm-hmm. guys do not have that veteran presence quarterback to bring them up through the system. So without that, you are trying to see what works. You're basically just plugging and playing like, you know, once again, Daggy, Daggy decent quarterback he looked great in preseason uh great with the bees right great with the backup guys but unfortunately when you put daggy out there on that starting team Mm -hmm. in regular season he looked a lot like cornell cornelius and that goes to show that this is an o-line problem this is an offensive schemes problem this is a problem that is outside of the quarterback when you have two quarterbacks that look the same Why would you play Trey Ford? Why would you put Trey Ford in that kind of scenario where Mm -hmm. he could potentially get injured right now?
2: Mm -hmm. Exactly.
1: Well, and if he needs a little bit more development time, why not give it to him the way that he needs it? Right. Right. Maybe he's seen snaps (laughs) in, in uh,
0: the last couple games of the season. Right. We don't know where this season's going to go yet. It's Mm -hmm. still halfway through. There is still technically chances of the playoffs. Um, (laughs) I mean,
2: we're gonna have I to. I love go- the positive energy, man.
0: <laughs> I'm not. I know that. The, I think the Vegas odds are like uh twelve thousand five hundred for uh, double
2: it. I thought it was twenty five thousand. Now
0: throw down ten bucks. Uh, just, I know, uh...
1: If somebody's gonna win at something, <laughs> oh, exactly. Make it at least gambling money. Yeah.
2: Oh, <laughs> uh, we'll have to start That's an elk what? herd pool for that and throw some cash on that. Just to see what happens.
1: Right.
2: We should. We should. <laughs> we should. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but oh. um
1: the next game that is coming up is on saturday july 29th against the bc alliance at 5 p.m
0: 5 p.m kickoff tailgate starts at i i'm going to say three legally people are probably going to be there at like noon so
1: yeah. yeah yeah and i mean we've had some transactions just to Go through those super quickly. We had Toby Angitha and Antigua. Right. Antigua? Antigua. Wow, I got that so right. try, babe. <laughs> he was released as well as Maurice French, which I feel like that was a little bit of a surprise for very many people.
2: Performing flies, yeah, yeah. the guy could catch the ball. But if you listen to Chris Jones earlier in the season talking about Maurice French, he goes, well, he's a heck of a ball player. But there wasn't a heck of a lot of uh, talk about his personality. Yeah. Um, they, they've apparently butted heads once or twice. I don't know if that's why he was cut. Um, there was talk about him not being able to block.
0: Yeah. Great, yes. Yeah. No, it's it's funny. So you take a look at the roster, the guys that we have coming in, you're going to uh, mention this here right away. Yeah. But we do have a wide receiver coming back that can block. Yes, we do. Manny Arsenal, oh, we'll right? That Manny show. <laughs> so Maurice French, it, it's a little bit of. a a little bit of b uh dave campbell a couple other media personalities commenting on you know or speculating that marie's french didn't exactly have the greatest relationship with chris jones that being said uh are blocking the last couple games where french has been in Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Uh, kevin brown right why Mm -hmm. why can't kevin brown make it through the (laughs) offensive line well they obviously need a little bit of help So some of the blocking, who knows? I, I unfortunately, I have not seen the plays that closely. I have not looked to see if that is a factor. But I would assume, based on the fact that Kevin Brown was running a lot more in the, you know, games before French was brought back on board, Mm -hmm. uh, that that it is probably a factor. A factor. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and that... Yeah, just going into that uh, with the injuries and people that were expecting to come back, we did see a full return to practice by Woodley Aplon, Andrew Garnett, and Niles Morgan. And on the limited list, we have Manny Arsenault, Ed Ganey, and A.C. Leonard. So, I mean, that's that's hopeful, right? Yeah. <laughs> if those limited go to full and then mm-hmm. full even, I think that will be a very exciting game. That's for sure.
0: Well, exactly. And, and by rule, they have to get at least, you know, uh, X amount of limited. And then I, I want to say you either you have to have one full practice before you come back. I want to say.
2: I believe so. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So not 100% on that, but. Uh, having those guys on limited uh, practice, it's a very, very good sign, and we definitely need Manny back, especially now that we've released Maurice French. So, <laughs> right. And then, uh, so that being said, BC Lions going into the Saturday game, the odds are obviously stacked against us, the Vegas odds, anyways. <laughs>
2: Vegas.
0: Uh, that being said, we want to know, Chris, how do you think the Elks are going to stack up against the BC Lions?
2: Oh, boy.
1: <laughs> I, I think we should just leave it at that.
2: <laughs> oh, boy. Um, I'm just looking at the schedule. I mean, the schedule isn't getting any easier, and BC's right at the pinnacle of difficult games right now. Um, I mean, who would have who'd have thunk it, that the most winnable game we've got coming up could be auto or Labor Day? Yeah. But yeah. as far as. As far as BC is concerned, how do we stack up against them? We'll have to see how the O-line does. That's where it has to start. It absolutely has to start with the O-line. We can't let that Ryan Phillips defense into the backfield.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, exactly. No, You're you're correct on that. And then I mean with Dane Evans as well, right? We don't know what's going to happen with uh, Dane Evans being out there. Mm-hmm. I believe when he picks up right where he left off in that game, uh, he did come in a little bit cold, but mm-hmm. um, he, he still managed to seal the
2: deal. So. Yeah, no, Dane Evans looks really good. Um, thankfully, he doesn't have the legs that uh, V.A. does. And from the sounds of it, we have Dane Evans. Yeah. From what I understand, it's going to be at least another week for uh, for V.A., according to the pundits. So yeah. that is a plus. Because, I mean, Dane's a damn good quarterback, but he's not Vernon Adams. Vernon Adams is so lethal with his feet.
0: Well, exactly. And BC does have to change their offense a little bit, right? I mean, like mm-hmm. you said, Dane Evans is not necessarily – Known as being a mobile quarterback, yeah. um, I, I, Taylor Cornelius is more mobile than Dane Evans. So, mm-hmm. in that sense, uh, mm-hmm. there there will be less of that fourth fourth option, right? So, we're really, really hoping that we get uh,
1: get a good result. But uh, once again, uh, you know, I would be happy with a competitive
2: game. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Right? I'm not, yeah, I'm not necessarily expecting a win, but if it's competitive, if it's if under we get fourteen,
2: some- would be lovely.
1: It's, yeah
2: yeah yeah you know exactly. i mean there's a lot of holes in this team we can't expect them to win the game very much so uh yep. better believe i hope it happens <laughs> <I'm surprised. laughs> I'll be dancing up and down the stairs at commonwealth if that happens
0: Sorry, <laughs> uh, you see <laughs> any, game, any game if you go to commonwealth stadium you don't know when the next home win will be <laughs> no. upsets happen any given sunday or in this case saturday so you don't know when that win is going to come that being said (laughs) weather is going to be a factor in this one yeah right now in Edmonton we have some blue skies peeking out but all day it was rather rainy around 14 degrees centigrade uh on Saturday we're going to be looking at 18 to 22 somewhere in that range it's going to be a slick one Chris how is the weather going to impact this game
2: Well, if there's a lot of rain, I want to see more run game. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I want to see more run game regardless. I'm a run game fan. Um, I I don't mind four yards in a cloud of dust. I love that style of footballer. In this case, four yards in a mud pit. But uh, (laughs) I'm hoping it rains because I'd love to see us have no choice but to run the ball.
1: Do you think BC would be more used to playing those conditions that we are? Do you think it would be an advantage for... Oh, they've got
0: a roof. Or, yeah they yeah. Got roof. yeah 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 they got the roof there bc place. also a weather update as per steve <laughs> Banassi. apparently they're saying sunny on saturday we
1: never know so, i don't know why you go by those things <laughs>
0: yeah hey. it's
2: alberta if you don't like the weather wait a minute
1: <laughs> yeah if you love the weather
2: wait less
1: <laughs> <laughs> so true yeah we never know
0: so so speaking like you just mentioned the run game right uh, Kevin Brown. He's obviously going to be a player to watch in our opinion, potentially Shannon Brooks, but more importantly, Kevin Brown is going to be a big factor in this game coming up. Chris, who are your players to watch?
2: My players to watch, um, honestly, loving Dunbar. The guy doesn't yeah. seem to be dropping much out there. Uh, he's a definite multipurpose receiver. He can catch him shorter or long. And, uh, again back to the o-line i know it's boring podcasting we talk about the same position but make some holes boys let's get some run going i'd love to see it yep yeah well and think, who are you, do you have any players to watch
1: well i would say perhaps jake Ceresna.
0: yeah you know that yeah.
1: he's always a good one to watch um the defense has been fantastic this season i mean they've been doing what they need to do Yep. Mm-hmm. And it's always not it's always exciting to see those right, so that's mm-hmm. that would be the one for me,
0: well, yeah, and I mean, as well, like niall morgan niles Morgan sorry is coming back right, so niles Morgan, mm-hmm. I think that he's gonna be another big one to watch as well. um he did have uh a costly penalty in his last game, right, so he did have a bit of a iffy one, but um other than that, Niles Morgan is usually a tank out there, so uh very, very excited to see him come back. We think he's gonna be a, a you know, a very, very welcome uh, player to not be on the injured list.
2: Mm-hmm. I love Niles Morgan. I will say, I, who the heck is his backup? Who's the number two at linebacker there? But he played a monster of a game last week against Winnipeg. Uh
0: um, um
2: I'm feeling silly for bringing him up without remembering his name. But
0: yeah, I you know, I know, I, I, know, I know. It's on the tip of my tongue as well.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: About names, I barely remember my own <laughs> name. So I don't
0: know. <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, and then Manny Arsenal as well, right? So, we yeah. talked about that earlier. We want to to see as him as, get some walking out back. there. I mean, hopefully. Yeah. If he comes back, he's still uh, limited, so.
1: That'll definitely. be, yeah, that'll uh, be an exciting one. To day before, keep for. an
0: eye out for the depth chart. Yeah. Edmonton Alex on their social media everywhere. Definitely keep an eye out on the depth chart because we're hoping to see more of these guys back than less. Alright, next, Instagram. Some of you guys are here to find out who won a pair of tickets to this upcoming Edmonton Elks game. Now, just a little special, uh, special thanks, massive shout out to the Edmonton Elks who have provided some amazing P1 seats. I want to say like row 20, Section E, somewhere in there, home side. Very
1: nice.
0: Yeah, they're 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 really killer seats. I I'm pretty sure they're better than uh our seats down yeah. in section x it's, <laughs> it's a little bit hilarious but that being said uh they provided them so once again thank you so much to the elks we do have a winner it is shelly so rockin shelly so rockin congratulations.
2: <laughs> congratulations you Yay. did it you did it
0: so uh P- shelly if you're watching right now make sure after the episode shoot us a message on instagram And uh, just so everybody is aware, it was only one person, one entry. So I know Shelly had like three out there, but we only count (laughs) Shelly's three as one. So, um, yeah. So congratulations, Shelly. If if you shoot us your information, we will send those over your way right after the episode. Mm -hmm. And then this is kind of like a commercial break right now. A little bit. We're going to give a shout out to our affiliates (laughs) uh, in our links for all of our videos on Shotgun Sports. We do have affiliates. Uh, Royal Retros, awesome company. They've, uh, they also have double E Edmonton Elks throwback mm-hmm. jerseys there as well. Uh, to celebrate the Stel- uh, Birmingham Stallions of the USFL. You can use code Stampede for ten percent off at Royal Retros.
1: Not for Calgary Stampede. It's not for <laughs> Calgary Stampede.
0: This is for the Birmingham Stallions. Um, also, it's for anybody to use uh, on their website. So go ahead, use code Stampede. As well, our official merchandise supplier is Uh Go ahead and check out the links once again in the description and. You will see our giant merch list, including an apron that says hashtag meat. <laughs> Just saying it says I'm sure meat. you
1: have all seen all of Scout's Twitter updates for every single little thing that he smokes and barbecues and the
0: meat <laughs> content. <laughs> hashtag meat check. You know? It's, it's uh, out it's there. The now you
1: can get a an apron with that on.
0: Exactly. exactly.
1: if you're in, uh, no, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go there. I'm not gonna keep
0: go a go PG Catherine. <laughs> like if you're a woman.
1: Mm. Okay, so that's a great time
0: to move on to our Edmonton sports update. (laughs) The Edmonton Riverhawks are in action in Fort Angeles tonight against the lefties. The Riverhawks started the three-game series with a 2-0 win last night. And tonight, the Edmonton Stayers are fighting for a playoff spot down in Calgary against the Surge. The game started at 8 p.m. We have no live update because we are focused on our, you, <laughs> our viewers, and Chris and his beautiful face. The winless Edmonton Elks are hosting the BC Lions on Country Night on Saturday, July 29th. Kickoff is at 5 p.m. Mountain. The tailgate starts at 3 p.m. Mountain. Catch the game on TSN at 630. Ched, bring your boots and hats. Just in case. And just don't wear red. <laughs> That's the Herd. You're up to date.
1: <laughs> enjoys that segment.
2: Yeah. Just out of curiosity, who wears red to an Edmonton game?
0: Uh well, Ooh. I you know you Ooh. never know. There could be Calgary fans that are really, really excited you know, about mind it.
2: Mind you, there is type one Liz sitting over in section. Well, she's just a couple of seats down from me, just across the aisle, and she's a dime. Dance fan but
0: oh uh, well hey still she's an
2: elk seasons ticket holder so we got her money he <laughs>
0: exactly, exactly we still celebrate liz uh we said we just saw her
1: down at the tailgate last game i'm pretty sure yeah i think
2: so yeah yep.
1: pretty sure and yeah i mean it is country night so you never know
0: yeah well that whole like red <laughs> plaid you know the the, the red country it. shirt yeah anyways no, so no. thanks so, guys, moving <laughs> on to our last segment here We're gonna ask Chris a couple of questions in "The More You Didn't Know" (laughs) to avoid the trade trademark copyright infringement. The more you didn't know about Chris. About Chris. (laughs) (laughs) So, Chris, you're obviously a massive Double E fan. Uh, You've been extremely vocal over the last while. Uh, You know, even at times the disgruntled fan uh, status at times because you're (laughs) passionate and you care. So that means that you had to start being a fan somewhere what was the defining moment that made you a fan of the green and gold
2: well i can tell you my earliest memory of television i was i was knee-high to a horsefly and i remember seeing warren moon raise the great cup
0: ah okay yeah that's so a good- we're
2: going back to 81 i think it was when i when i first really kind of caught on um So that's that's my first defining moment of football. I mean, thanks to my mom, my grandfather, my mom's dad played rugby in England, and when he came to Canada, it's the closest thing to rugby. So they were almost instant season seat holders way back when at Clark Stadium in the sixties.
1: Wow!
0: Wow! During the decade of darkness.
1: That's
2: that's right.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh well, there you go. (laughs) Now you get to experience that twice. (laughs)
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: no, I'm not gonna aren't do we
2: that. aren't I'm we
1: i'm just gonna jinx it at this point so
2: that was not a decade
1: <laughs> it's only been what three years now that. Stop. Ah. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> <laughs> all right let's move on let's move on from that one <laughs> yes, <please. laughs> so what would you say your favorite stadium is besides commonwealth
2: the ones i've been to or once
1: you'd um, like to go
2: see maybe? Well, I've only I'm only missing two on my CFL bingo card, and that's Ottawa and Toronto. Um, BC Place is is unique. It is I've never seen football in an indoor stadium before this year. Okay. I was at twenty two to nothing. Don't want to mention a game earlier this year. Um, but if you haven't seen a game in Montreal, the stadium isn't. I mean, it, it is an old old barn. But the nostalgia and the scenery from that stadium. Get yourself to Montreal. By far, my favorite CFL city to go to away from home.
0: Nice, and you're talking Percival Molson, right?
2: That's right. Yes, yeah.
1: I have heard that actually from multiple people. I've never been. I've never been to Montreal, so yeah. But I have heard that the city in itself is beautiful. The stadium, fantastic. Yeah.
0: yeah. Well, and see, I've actually had the pleasure of going to. Uh, olympic stadium for acdc so i've I've gotten to be inside of olympic stadium check it out it is aged. it is old it is a little bit cracking um like i'm pretty sure when i was there they had to shut it down the whole uh top la- uh, level there because of concrete falling so i think uh you know olympic stadium on its own yes uh it is a little bit more of a shell you feel like you're very enclosed However, Percival Molson, it's the scenery is just beautiful.
2: It's gorgeous. It really is. And you can watch the game right from the sideline.
0: Yeah, the, exactly. Uh,
2: the end zone underneath the scoreboard, you can walk right up to the barricade and watch the game from there.
0: Well, that's wild. And here at Commonwealth Stadium, right, we have a little bit of an issue where uh, the track is in the way. It's in between the fans and the field. So you're a little bit further away than at a lot of other stadiums where you're butted right up against the the sidelines pretty much.
2: Yeah. Well, it is a multi sport stadium, right? It's not, it was never built to be strictly a football stadium. Right. Um, It, it is, uh, it is nice seeing, I mean, even McMahon, You're if you're down low in McMahon, you're right against the action. You're right there. But I don't know. It's a difference of what? 20 yards at the most?
0: Yeah, no, I mean, it's it's not that bad. I personally, I've been no. to uh BC Place, I've been to a couple other uh stadiums, and I, I don't really ever notice it. It's not nothing like I, you know, no, it's not like no. I come back and I'm like, oh man, I'm so much farther away, nah,
2: exactly. Matter. I mean, if you're in if you're in row 15 or row 25, there's really
1: not much difference. Right?
0: We're
2: talking all... about the same distance, so no biggie. Oh,
0: exactly. Okay, so that being said, um. You've seen a lot of double-E legends, Edmonton Eskimos, Edmonton Elks, um, mm-hmm. I guess. Kwaku Boateng, would he be like the first Elks legend now? Is that is that how that works?
2: <laughs> now that he's retired, I suppose. Yes. Could,
0: I or suppose. James Wilder, right? Uh, James Wilder. Um, but anyways, uh, so who is your favorite double-E legend?
2: Oh, Wow. That's like asking me my favorite song, and I'm a DJ for crying out loud. <laughs> oh, boy. You know, I, I, <laughs> Willie Pless was always just a monster out there. I love the Terminator. Um, yeah. AJ Gass. gotta love AJ Gas and uh, unpopular opinion. Didn't think much of him as a coach, but Cavis Reed is a defensive back. Man, I loved watching that guy play.
0: Nice. See, I always. I- hearing about, like, him as a player.
2: Mm-hmm. I, uh, I remember reading an article way back when, when Cavus when, uh, was playing, and he would sit there in the film room with a stopwatch, press play on the film, and just study the patterns to see how long it would be for that receiver to be at his spot.
0: Wild.
2: So, Wild. I mean, long long before it was, uh, long before there was computers and everything was on tablets, it was...
0: He was the computer.
2: Actual (laughs) film and an analog stopwatch, yeah. Beautiful. Uh,
1: Oh, those were the days. I was never part of those days, but those were the... No, I'm just
0: kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Real real quick before we move on. uh, Shout out Ryan Messer of the Stallion Stampede, uh, the guy who uh, that affiliation is associated with. Uh, Shout out to him. There he is. Nice. Idiot. We have messages on the screen now. I, know. This is I, just, wild.
1: I just found this out. This
0: is cool. Okay. <laughs> um, and then Narissa here, I've sat row two behind the elk's bench. I really don't need to smell the players all game. <laughs> that is amazing. That is a very good see. This is why we're thankful for Commonwealth Stadium.
2: <laughs> so, so if the Elks are looking for a locker room attendant, Narissa is not going to apply, I assume. <laughs> <laughs> probably
1: not you know we sit in section eggs where we get a nice little whiff once in a while
0: yeah the stench of section eggs it's really <laughs> weird it's actually broken sewage piping yes. but uh <laughs> they're working on it i i have not actually smelt it so far this yeah, season no,
1: it's been good. maybe, they fixed,
0: maybe it. they fixed it oh my goodness and then steve vanassi uh he was shooting for dave Fennel or dan kebley oh yeah
2: for, uh, favorite good picks
1: yeah uh all right, let's move on. So if you had to be a fan of any other CFL team, who is it and why? I feel like I'm playing truth of Fair with
2: that. So proverbial, proverbial water pistol to my head. I've got to choose a different team.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes. Yes. Water pit. pea shooter, pea shooter.
2: Mm. Wow. You know what? just because they seem to be the forgotten child, Argos. Nice. Nice. I always cheer for the underdog. I know on field they're definitely not an underdog right now, but the city of almost 4 million people, and they can't fill that barn. Yep. I mean, I know there's a ton of entertainment down there, but Toronto's got to acknowledge their their own country more than the United States. That's just my personal opinion.
0: Well, and the frustrating part about this is the Edmonton Elks are in a position where winning is everything, mm-hmm. and, and the Toronto Argonauts are winning everything, and nobody cares. Like, you know what, nobody <laughs> right? cares out of Toronto. Like, I'm, I'm sorry, 15,000 people care, and then, you know, their fan base, you know, probably around 100,000 all across the world, maybe 100, couple of... Maybe even, you know, a couple hundred thousand. But that being said, down in Toronto, people are not going to BMO Field still and selling it out. TFC is selling out despite bad times. TFC still selling out. Raptors still selling out. Leafs still selling out. It is an oversaturated sports market. But no, no, they have the the history there. It's the oversaturation.
2: Well, if I remember correctly, in the GTA, there are 23 pro and semi-pro teams of different sports.
0: Yes. Yep.
2: That is spread thin. It's, yep. you know, and if with the CFL being what they've been doing, I mean, they, what have they They've missed out on what? A generation and a half of fans due to lack of listening to fans and acknowledging what the young generation wants.
0: Totally, right? Like, even with and, what we're doing here, we're, we're, we're trying to bring, bring people up and through. But, mm-hmm. you know, when you go 10 to 20 years without targeting kids anymore, like, the knothole Hole Gang was extremely successful because it got kids in the doors, right? Um,
2: you know, yeah. and the knothole Hole Gang members are still vocal for the team to yes. this day.
0: No, that, that's, it's one of those little little clubs, right? It's even the, the Edmonton Eskimos used to have boosters. They used to have so many little programs to try to create that ripple. And they did it back in the day. They did it back in the 70s. They did it back in the 60s. In the 60s, when they sucked, they were still able to do it. So you have to ask yourself, okay, you know, right now it's just winning. Right now it's winning. <laughs> As we've talked about before, Victor and company are trying everything that they can to bring people in. We have now made it to the point where the only thing that matters is winning. <laughs> the tailgate is great. The uh in-game entertainment, the um entertainment outside of the stadium, it's all great. Everybody's having a great time. But when you go home at the end of the night talking about how they lost again, mm-hmm. um, for the kids, it's it's great. And that's why, like we said, decade of darkness, 60s, season ticket holders, mm-hmm. not a whole gang, all of those things, right? Even in the 70s, they weren't the greatest until the end of it. and. Mm-hmm. The way that they did that was by getting families in, having those kids associate with it immediately, you know, at the age of 8 to 10, uh, 5, mm-hmm. every oh, age, my. right? Same deal with what we're doing with the boys, bringing them in, and they still want to go. The kids don't really remember don't the law. No, <laughs> they, they want to just be care. there with the lights and the fireworks <laughs> and everything else. So, yes. um, yeah, it's massive. It's definitely massive.
2: Well, for for anybody above childhood, I mean, it's a lot easier to be leaving the stadium and going home going, man, did you see that game-winning catch? Rather than, what a catch. Too bad it was short. Or too bad it came up short, right? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, mean, for your immediate fans, for your 20-year-olds, the college kids, for people that uh, you actually want to pick up that will be um, a great fan for the next 10 years, um, you need wins. (laughs)
2: Yeah.
1: That's
0: so that's a great uh, time to talk about our last question here. Mm-hmm. What is keeping you optimistic as an Elks fan despite the on field issues?
2: Anything in life. If you give up part way, does it succeed? No. It's a lousy time right now to be an Elks fan. There's no two ways about it. But uh, I'm going to stick with it because when we do start winning, Man, that's going to be sweet. I'm looking forward to it. Oh, exactly. Like so, that, I, mean, that's I love really the game. Cool. I love the fans. It's just not our year right now. I mean, who knows? They could go ahead and string off six of the last seven, P- please. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, it's it's it's. I will continue to go because it's more about the people and anything else. Sure, it would be nice if they were winning. Yeah, but I I continue to go because it's the people. It's the experience. And it's, in my opinion, the greatest team sport in the world.
1: Well, and that's just, I think that the, that's the question, right? It's not necessarily as to what's keeping you optimistic, but regardless of all the losses, why do you keep showing up?
2: <laughs> and what I is just it? love the game and the people. That's the biggest yeah. thing. Okay.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's the, it's the feels, the experience, it's the environment, is the people, mm-hmm. it's the fun, it's the being out there, outside, doing something with your family. Yep.
0: Well, and it, it's kind of funny, right? Because let's talk about twenty twenty eighteen. The year was twenty eighteen. It was Mike Riley, or Michael Riley's last game. We were against the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. It was a sunny day outside. We had technically missed playoffs, and we were like the best team to miss playoffs or something. We were we were five hundred, right? Mm. So that game there, um, there was a bliss behind it knowing that you were just going you were cheering on your team you're not stressed and you know going extremely hard um thinking that you're you're potentially uh, going to the playoffs this is a massive massive uh playoff decider clinching game whatever there was like a little bliss behind it and you're like okay well we're not in we're just gonna go and enjoy the game with our friends and enjoy being in the atmosphere it was a nice like i said a nice sunny day the snow was melting but you could put your beer in the snow and use it as a <laughs> as a as a uh, drink chiller right
2: absolutely so,
0: so and there were so many little positives and that was like the first time for me as an alex fan um as a double fan since i came in in 2013 which i came in 2013 we all know how 2013 was it sucked um i didn't care at that point because i was in like my uh, uh fangirling stage of oh wow this is amazing <laughs> That being said, 2014, there was implications. 2015, I was all in at 2015. So going into the rest of this season, even for myself, I'm uh, I'm also just kind of going to enjoy going to watch football, hoping that we see some form of improvement. But now it's mostly about tailgating. It's mostly about seeing our CFL family, people like Steve. Um, People like BC Lions, we're going to have a bunch of BC Lions fans yeah. coming to our tailgate here uh right oh, away. They're, they're going to be, down be down all
1: over Section X, too. Yeah, like
0: they're pulling the uh Operation Invasion. And <laughs> it's... unfortunately, it's Section X that is going to be we're right targeted. in the
1: middle. <laughs>
0: so, yeah, I mean, that's rather, rather unfortunate. <laughs> it's going to be a lot of back and forth, but we're still going to have fun with everybody. And I mean, you know, we're as if at the end of the night, we're going to be salty. I think we're kind of expecting a loss on this one. And now that we have hit this kind of blissful point where the expectations are absolutely checked for us double E fans, right? Oh yeah. We I mean as if we're gonna go to the game and be like, oh well, our playoff chances are now ruined because because we didn't win this game against BC. There what playoff chances? (laughs) What playoff chances, right? We talking playoffs? (laughs) We talking (laughs) playoffs,
2: like you know.
0: So I think what's really nice about you know the rest of this season is it's going to be another building block season we're going to hope to see some form of improvement we want to see some stuff now going into already next season but for Edmonton Elks fans it's all all going to be about the Labor Day games this year oh yeah the the biggest games this season now now for us is the Labor Day games if you can show that you have something figured out by Labor Day Mm -hmm. there's hope for next
2: year well, Labor Day is the ultimate anything can happen day in the CFL schedule. Yep. Yeah. You just never know what's going to happen. Um, I mean, the, the memories I have, you know, the AJ helmet toss and the yep. the Hervey helmet toss. <laughs> Unfortunately, a lot of that spilled into the stands, not by the players, but by fans. But that was all right.
0: <laughs> well, exactly. And you know what? Steve Benassi, uh said it here in the chat. Uh, Calgary's not playing very well, right? So... Uh, no, they're so, not. They're, they are playing a lot better offensively than the Elks. I will go ahead and say that right now. But <laughs> that being said, uh Calgary, something could happen with these guys, right? They could yeah, go ahead and know, go on a losing streak. We could pick up wins. We just don't know what's going to happen. Labor Day is still a very, very. It's the TSN turning point of the season for the Elks. It
2: is. It you is.
0: Know? No, so we'll we'll see what happens with that for now. BC on tap. Uh we're gonna give you guys the menu right now. Smoked pulled pork or sorry, no, smoked uh pork belly. We're gonna be doing smoked pork belly sandwiches. Ooh, that sounds good. Exactly. He's gonna wake
1: up at seven in the morning and start smoking that so it's fresh. Yeah, so
0: <laughs> Friday night I am only having two beers. <laughs> So like we...
1: he can wake up at seven in the morning and start having beers. <laughs> no, I got to dri-
0: I gotta drive her the tailgate. So oh, that's um, right. oh, no, that's right. Bailey's and we... coffee <laughs> may be on, uh, on tap. Um, but no, other than that, guys. Well,
1: before we do that, I do want to close that last question with what Narissa here. I'm just checking the Narissa Heimers. She does say that she is now determined that the Elks will win a home game one day and she will be there. And I love that because that's that's exactly it, right? You don't know when it's gonna happen, but it will happen one day and it's gonna be glorious <laughs> when yes. that actually happens. And that's that's an exciting thought, right? You just don't know when it is the time that you're gonna see a home win and you get to finally celebrate that. So
0: No, exactly. No, exactly. and then, like we said, right? We don't know when it's gonna be. We don't know when it's going to be. We don't know if it's going to be next game. It could very well be this weekend. Uh, if you don't show up, you're not going to be there. So uh, we want to see all of our CFL family at that game. We're going to be at tailgate, lot number 44, in lot A on the west side of the stadium. Uh, we're going to have some giveaways. going to have some keychains, some stickers, uh, for speaker's corner. We do our photo booth. Chris, you have uh, visited our speaker's corner. Yes, sir always a good time so uh yeah i mean we're ex- extremely excited to see you already on saturday
2: and I'll be there. i may be late but i'll be there yeah. well
0: hey man as long as you're there that's all that matters yeah.
2: unfortunately a guy's got to pay the bills right so
0: yeah. uh trust I'll me i'm probably going to gonna be working sunday so uh i feel you're paid, I, I, I i literally finished up work and then uh, we scrambled for the podcast so yeah. uh life life is but a grind it's not but a dream it's but a grind (laughs) hey everybody well thank you so much for watching this episode of the elves call chris thank you so much for joining us today man
2: thanks for having me man it's an honor i had a blast
0: and then this is Catherine. i am scout this was chris we are the elves heard once again our viewers thank you so much for joining and Chatting in that chat tonight, the chat was off the hook. Uh, guys, this was awesome. We'll catch you next Wednesday for another episode of The Elks Call. This is the Elks Herd signing off. Cheers. Thanks, everybody.
1: Cheers, guys. Bye.